Hi friends, welcome back to another session at the Ignite Your Wellness podcast where we help active adults who value their health reduce nagging aches and pains, boost energy and lower stress while losing the fear of aging with health, wellness and yoga tips from highly requested professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, Elsa McLean, physical therapist and yoga teacher. Join us today as I talk with Leslie Boyd, whose formal education is in counseling psychology and specialty is in somatic psychology for stress and trauma release. She's been a professional counselor for 20 years and is also a yoga teacher. And this episode is perfect for this time of year because we're winding up 2019. So some of us set big goals or resolutions for 2020. And really the only way to achieve these goals is to start to change new ways of thinking, new ways of moving. Those of you that are regular in my yoga classes and clinic hear me talk about this type of work all the time. In fact, uh, we're going through this right now through the podcast. I Just a couple sessions ago, we went over layer three of healing in the kosha model and in a couple weeks we'll go over layer four and this podcast episodes fits right in here to help work through these deeper layers so i hope you enjoy hi there leslie welcome thank you allison so tell us uh what are you doing right now what's your passion projects my passion project with work or personal, or they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> um, right now, it actually is both, is depth psychology. That's my thing. That's what I'm, I'm loving at the minute, and it's really changing the scope of my life. So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool stuff, subconscious type of work. Tell us a little bit about that, because I bet there's some people that don't know. Yeah, so it comes from the work of psychologist Carl Hume, which a lot of people are aware of his name, but there's so many very cool concepts that came from him and this depth psychology that was created from his work. But most of it is delving into the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And as most people know, that dictates about 95% of our behavior. So my question is, why are we doing work that's in the conscious part of our brain, which is only about 5% at the most? Why aren't we doing this deeper work? Why aren't we going there? And for some people, it's a scary place because that's where wounds and traumas, old memories are held. But if we begin unearthing that, then we can get some great information, great wisdom and healing, in my opinion. I think that's where the healing takes place. So um, a lot of his work is archetypes. We've heard of those. Um, His work uh, created the Myers-Briggs inventory, introvert, extrovert. Mm -hmm. He has a huge uh, library of terms and concepts that I think we just kind of take for granted, but they they came from him. Yeah, no, this is all fascinating. we, I, I work a lot with my patients on uh, patterns of how they move uh, and how they think. Would you consider that to be some of the subconscious work that's behind the scenes, kind of dictating the choices they make and just how they walk, for example? I think, yeah, I think all of it is. Mm-hmm. Most of it is. and And it's not just 
like you were saying, how we think and the decisions that we make, but it's how you walk. It's your gait. It's how you hold your shoulders. That's uh, typically an emotional response to something that we're not even aware of. Right. So, yeah, and you just keep going deeper and deeper, going into the first layer when we talk about koshas. You know, we go into the first layer and then keep going deeper and deeper. That's the way I look at it. Now, Mm -hmm. other people can be doing this work a little bit differently, but that's how I look at it. But for sure, yeah. I love that. So um, in, tell us a little bit about um, your session. So is it, um, how, when someone comes to see you, what a session might look like? Because I know you know a lot about yoga as well. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's all uh, interrelated. Yoga, mm-hmm. medic experiencing, uh, depth psychology. In fact, Carl Hume studied kundalini yoga. Mm. Um, yeah, which it makes total sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's changed over the last few years. You know, I did the somatic experience and training and uh, I started working with that and it was cool. And that's where I had exponential healing and really deep healing because we we were taught to deal with the subconscious. That's really where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I I'm doing a lot more touch work. And I think that that is where it's it's at. I I don't always do it the first or even the second session, but people are having some incredible sessions and insights, shifts, um, new patterns of behavior and thoughts. So it's a slow process. It's kind of like watching paint dry sometimes. But if you're patient and you're willing to go through the process, there's great gifts on the other side of it. And it's, it's shadow work is what it is. Let's just take a look at the swamplands and the shadows so that we can bring light to them, release them, and have more space in our body. You talk a lot about that, creating space. And it's so true that that's what we're doing on a physiological, psychological level in the somatic work. Right. We have to let go of what's not serving us and so we can create room for these new patterns of moving and thinking and just being, really. Um, if, yeah. If someone were to, you know, start to maybe investigate some of this deeper work the behind the scenes, um, you know, just from their home, how, how might they start this process? Or is it recommended to seek out a professional right away? Well, I myself do a lot of reading and it does help me. Mm-hmm. But I think that you'll only go so far when you're just doing the work on your own. As human beings, we're the most social animal on the planet. And if we can be simplified, it's we all want to be seen and heard and felt. And other humans, if they're in a good place, which hopefully people doing this work are in a good place, they've done the work themselves. And we're just sacred mirrors for other humans. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we have these other humans who um, can show up and hold a safe space and reflect back to our clients um, what's going on in, you know, a non-judgmental way. Yeah. So yeah, I I would say find a practitioner, and not everyone, you know, just you have to shop, mm-hmm. um, look at their bios, look at them online. Um, a lot of people are doing somatic work now. This is great. 
but you also have to look at, I'm, I'm a big person on education. Um, it's not everything, but like the nervous system is a very intricate yes. part of who we are. It's everything, but it's also very intricate. And if someone brings you into a place and this happens, you get dysregulated, they need to know how to get you out too of that dysregulated state. And right. um, so just be, you know, just be careful with that. Do your homework and talk to the person. And you may not even match up with them on a, a personality level. And that's okay. Just go on to the next. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, there's a person out there for everyone. And you, you have to just try it, try it, figure out what works and what doesn't. And even, for example, if they came to you and it, it felt hard, it doesn't mean the work. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. So noticing if you're backing out of something because it just feels uncomfortable or sticky kind of work, that's actually what you might need to do. But also noticing if someone just doesn't feel right for you, there's going to be a difference. Yeah, of course. And that's where instinct comes in if you don't feel comfortable with that person for whatever reason, and it could be highly and deeply subconscious. I don't like people with brown hair because I was bullied by a person with brown mm. hair and you know, that, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and so if you have any of those reservations, if your intuition is telling you no, then you're not going to heal as deeply as you can. So it's so important that you feel safe with that person. And yeah, if it's going down crappy, which a lot of this is, if we're talking about wounds and trauma, it's not going down pretty. It's not going to come up pretty either. And so we have to be prepared for that. And that's where someone with experience and education will know how to traverse that part. Because it does freak people out when it's coming up. They don't know what to do with their bodies. They're shaking sometimes involved and the body is just going on its own. It's almost like we've lost control. And so that's where the expertise of the practitioner comes in to make that person feel safe. No, this is normal. This is okay. You're doing great. Right. <laughs> just let it go. It's just, yeah. it's just a wave. Right. Yeah. No, that's so important. And I think that's true for anything, you know, is, is uh, seeking out the practitioners that have put in the time and the education and stay within their lanes um, in any field. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is I realized the extent to which my clients can heal and go deep is correlated, positively correlated to the extent that I've done this work and I've gone to this yeah. place of depth. And the more work that I do, the further I can take people. Yeah. And it's, really, that has really been, it's been amazing to mm -hmm. see that. So I never stop. I have to take breaks every mm -hmm. once in a while from this work, but, um, I want to go as deeply as I can. And I, I want to take people as deeply as they want to go, not as deeply as I want to go with them, but as deeply as they want to go. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super, super important that um, you can, and I think we should be able to ask our practitioners, even our yoga teachers, what are you doing right now? What work are you doing? What books are you reading? Where are you on this so-called path that we call it in yoga? I think our students and our clients should be able to ask us that. Yeah, I love that. With them. I, I, you know, now that you say that, I, I often will share, um, you know, if something is relevant or uh, 
a technique or um, a story or something in my path that I've learned along the way, I often share it with my patients and I tell them, look, you know, just six months ago, I was feeling this same exact way. And, and this is what, you know, I learned in my path <laughs> to help me get through it. Um, and, and I think they really appreciate that because they realize that one, they're not alone and two, it's possible to get through it. Yeah, and we're relating to each other as human beings. I'm not on some pedestal because I have an education. That's right. not the case at all. I, I'm right there with you. I'm next to you. I do have this education. I do feel like I know what I'm doing, but we're just two humans trying to figure this really crazy world out. And um, let me just walk beside you and and just be human. Let's just touch souls, really. Um, if I'm robotic and I use esoteric language with people, <laughs> I actually curse a lot in session. <laughs> and I think that mellows the <laughs> I think it mellows the session. But I just want people to know this is who I am. This is, I'm human. Yeah. And um, I'm I don't want to be robotic and cold, like uh, you know it, it was in the past. If you, if you look at Freud and the psychiatrist at that time, it, they were behind the couch. <laughs> Right. That's just, it's irrelevant now. We need to connect deeply with one another. And that includes clients and practitioners, clients and therapists, clients and psychologists. It's so important. Yeah, so important. So what's a, what's a technique or a tool or something that someone, you know, not in the sense that you're going to take them deep from this podcast, but what's something at home that they can just begin to open their mind to the possibilities of what's going on behind the scenes. Do you give any um, techniques or um, tips or anything like that? Yeah, I think the first thing is, and this is, this is not easy, uh, it's like a foreign country, is coming into your body, just trying to feel the body. Mm-hmm. And it sounds simple, like, oh, I, I feel my body. But when I ask people what they're feeling in their body, they'll give me a cognitive response. And, and so I've realized over time, this is really difficult stuff. It's like a foreign country with a, a different language because somatics is, it doesn't have a language, right? It's just mm-hmm. feeling. So coming into your body and just starting to feel sensation and you can do this through meditation. Um, you can just feel the body, this, this lay there, just relax, maybe for five minutes. And the other part of that would be to notice, like you're watching a television screen. And you can put the sensations, you can put the thoughts, emotions, uh, memories that might come up. You can put them as far as you want onto the television screen. 50 feet, 100 feet, whatever works for you. But you're just watching them because we tend to constrict against these things that that come up. And that creates constriction, of course, in the body. We're the only humans who are able to do that, by the way, is to override biology. And that's a subconscious thing. We don't realize we're doing it. But if we can relax our system, that's why I like restorative yoga. Mm -hmm. If we can relax our system and come into body sensing, and be the witness observer, that's the television screen thing, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And 
they're easy concepts, but they need to be practiced. And I have to do it all the time. I, okay, I'm in my mind too much today. Let me come back into my body. Let me feel. And so it's, it's practice, a lot of practice, because that's how we've been um, trained is to be in our cortex all of the time. Yeah. And we get rewarded for that. And even if, if you get an A in, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even sometimes ignore what our body's telling us. If we have a deadline or like you're going to say in, in school, like to sit in our chair and not move or something like that, I'm guessing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All these weird models that we're still following <laughs> that are like, it should be extinct. Yeah. Sitting in, in chairs for hours at a time and expecting a kid to do that. Yeah. Of course, that's going to grow constriction in the body. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say to start with that, I mean, I started with yoga and I was disassociated at that time. And I went into the hardcore yoga and I destroyed my body through mm. yoga. Right. I did the hot, intense stuff because I came from sports and you, you just got injured and you dealt with the injuries. But I realized that was going along with my narrative, which was not taking care of myself. I didn't have reverence for my body. And then when I started doing alignment-based yoga, all of a sudden, I realized I have real estate from the neck down because my teacher was really good at cueing very subtle and specific things in each pose. It was beautiful. And um, that's when I really started growing. So if you aren't doing a yoga class, um, I would say start. you can start there too and find a teacher who is really... Um, I don't want to say really, but who has knowledge about somatics, who has that ability through cueing to bring you into your body. Yeah. Which is and not pushing it. Well, yeah. And because a lot of the times that's the whole reason why people show up to yoga is to make a change. But the only way to really get that change is to go inward um, and start to assess how how you're moving, what you're feeling, is, is this good or for you right now, is it serving you or not? And, um, and also noticing when you're getting caught up in, in narratives, as you said. And yeah, it's noticing everything. And I think that's why yoga can be overwhelming for a lot of people sometimes. is because all of a sudden you're, you're introdu introduced to all of these new concepts. You're introduced to your body and sensation and you're introduced to stilling the mind and stilling the mind <laughs> inherent in that is all these thoughts come rushing up to the surface. So, but we learn over time how to deal with that. We breathe, we come back into our body. We know that uh, it's a process of impermanence. Nothing is going to stay. Even thoughts are going to go. So all these teachings of yoga, if we stick with it can, I believe yoga can heal. Like I said, that's where I started my whole journey. So, yeah, yeah I think that's a great place to start. Um, and noticing patterns in your body and noticing through each pose, because each pose is it's metaphorical, isn't it? But the patterns and um, the nuances of our body and our mind will, will show up through the pose. Yes. Yes. Very true. That's the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. Love all this. Um, and how do you bring it into your own life, just in the day-to-day? Day-to-day, um, 
one thing that's non-negotiable is meditation. And I don't do traditional meditation. I don't do seated meditation. And I don't think that that's, I don't want to say the best, I don't want to put labels on things, but for most people sitting in a cross-legged position is going to cause pain in their bodies. So I get into a restorative pose. Me too. With my legs up. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah. you know, that gets, it gets me instantly relaxed. And if you get your legs in a flexion state, um, so I do that. And um, I try to move at least 15 minutes a day. And honestly, I don't practice a whole lot of yoga. Um, You know, we have this narrative. I don't know where it came from. Even with going to the gym, you have to go every day for an hour. You have to show up to yoga for an hour every day. Well, if your body is not there, if it's too much, which yoga can be too, yoga asana, I should say, if it's too much, then... um, do your home practice. And that's where I'm at right now. I do about 15 minutes a day of asana, just moving. Mm-hmm. And that is perfect for me. I, I just, once in a while, I'll do a class that's intense because that's who I am. I'm just, I like intensity, but it's too much for my system. I'm still healing from health issues. So um, I have to be acutely aware of where my body is. So that, and I, I lately I'm incorporating dance and art Mm. I think that this is all part of staying well Mm -hmm. and inviting sensual pleasures into my life because what is it all about if we're doing all this work and we're not enjoying being the sensual being that we are we're highly sensual beings um what is what's the point (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) well put um, well, on that note, any uh, parting words of wisdom? Because that is the, the big picture there. I think the biggest thing, and this is just from, from my clients and the people that I talk to and students, most people are coming into this work because they want to discover their passion. They want to know their purpose. Uh, we are creatures of meaning and we want to know what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of me being here? Um, Why am I in this job? What am I doing? And the the biggest thing I think right now for me is knowing that it's an internal process. We think, oh, I'm going to change this job. I'm going to move. But unless our nervous system uh, does if it, it does not get regulated, if we don't get it to a regulated state, then this internal conflict is always going to be there. So it's doing the work of turning inward. And I know how simple that sounds. It does. And I, I don't like throwing things out that are so simple, sounding so simple and knowing that it's a very complicated process. But it's just having that cognitive switch that knowing it's all internal. It has to be. And I, I just read a quote recently and it said, if we are applying our purpose to outside things, to external things, we're inherently telling ourselves that we don't have that. Hmm. I don't have peace. I don't have bliss. I'm looking outside for it. I'm, even with a meditation practice, I was listening to this monk talk about this recently. And he said he thought that meditation was going to bring him bliss and joy and get rid of his anxiety and depression. And so his teacher monk said, well, that's where you have it wrong. 
it's not going to bring that to you. That's an external thing. You need to go within You're and take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think for me right now, that's the biggest thing is let's just have a switch, a paradigm switch and know that this is all inside. It's about you. And it's about you being curious about yourself. That's a beautiful thing when you're curious about yourself. Yeah. And like you said, it is not a simple thing. <laughs> well, it can be. I shouldn't say that. It can be. But for me, it takes work. <laughs> yeah. And for me too, it does. But I think that that's where real beauty comes from. True beauty. That deep. Uh, I don't know the word for it, but it's like, it's just that deep beauty that resonates inside of your viscera. It feels so good. So it's not this external um, polka true type of beauty, but it's this internal running through you river type of beauty. So uh, I think it's worth it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all your, that you shared today and all your thoughts and all the messages really a lot in there. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for having me. This is great work that you're doing. I love this kind of stuff. Well, you're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Leslie and got some practical tips on how to get started right away. If you're looking for the next step with Ignite Your Wellness and you want to stop worrying about your back issue for good, well, I have the perfect class for you. Right after the new year, I'm going to be releasing a free online low back masterclass where you can stop feeling anxious about your back and if it's going to hurt, um, which will give you more time and freedom to focus on what's important in your life, your kids, the activities you love, your work, instead of the fear of your aches and pains draining all that energy and preventing you from enjoying life. If you find yourself Google searching certain terms like sciatica or YouTubing exercises for low back pain and you're trying to piece together all these short little clips of videos and you're really not getting anywhere, some days you feel better, some days you feel worse, you kind of feel like you've plateaued, and this is a class for you where I'm going to put together all the information into one spot, give you some practical advice and tips so you can get started right away. And I have a big announcement on that webinar as well. So make sure you get signed up, head over to the show notes, the link is there, or just head over to Ignite Your Wellness with UR.com. And I'll see you in class.